Hi, and welcome to All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Welcome back to episode three. We've done it. <laughs> Thank you everyone for your support so far. It's been really overwhelming and we have loved tracking to see where how we're going and what everyone is saying. We charted in the US and the UK. Amazing. <laughs> and then we didn't chart well, but we charted. Yeah, which is like, I mean, you've got to be in the game to win it. So right. I guess it doesn't really matter if we win. That's <laughs> <laughs> loser talk. <laughs> Let's move swiftly along to beauty news. Uh, that's the tea on that. So, what's beauty news? Well, Charlotte Tilbury brought out a new foundation this week, which is the talk of the town, really. It's about time. Yeah, I watched a really long video on it. So it's called the Airbrush Flawless Foundation, and Lisa, tell us what your 30-minute video taught us. I'm still confused. So it has a bunch of skincare in it, which is great. It's got an ingredient that they called Replexium. Charlotte, I have one question. What kind of sorcery is this? Yeah, Replexium, which sounds like some sort of retinol alternative or some kind of Mm -hmm. plumping. It sounds like they've combined three anti-aging ingredients together and slapped a trademark on it to me. It does. But apparently it's really... It's Matrixel 3000. (laughs) (laughs) NASA scientist approved. (laughs) So apparently it's really forgiving on fine lines and wrinkles and apparently makes them look better. It's also got some moss cell technology, which helps... Hydration, apparently a 216% improvement in hydration. So essentially it's got a bit of skincare in it to make the skin look great. It's transfer resistant, waterproof. And it also has a cooling finish on the skin. Yeah. Don't know why you need that. Don't know either. I think like the biggest difference about this foundation to the others is the way that it's been created. So Charlotte has made the base colours before putting the ingredients to the foundation on top of it. Yeah. That seems like a terrible idea. It's Mm. not actually because you would find that if you, when you add pigment with the other ingredients in it, it can make foundations look quite ashy. So she has gone the other way and has said that these are the perfect shades. This is the perfect lineup that I want. Now let's go and find a formula that is not going to change that shading Mm. rather than here is the product. These are the shades that I want and I'm going to add it to this. And that doesn't mean that that color is going to turn out the way that it's supposed to because of the color and the consistency of the ingredients in that product. Yeah. That's interesting because I kind of, in my brain, think of it from a different Mm -hmm. perspective, which is if you've got your base pigments mixed, I imagine that, for instance, a lighter pigment would be more chalky or powdery, which would make the foundation have more of a matte finish than a deeper toned foundation, which might then end up being more dewy finished but I have Mm. no science background. Interestingly (laughs) she said that she started by creating the darker shades and then has Mm. added pigment to lighten them so that the darker shades don't look ashy on the skin versus starting with lighter shades and then adding darker pigments which can end up looking grey on the skin. That's great. So and she has got a decent I think colour range Mm -hmm. so it is inclusive for a range of skin tones and different undertones as well. It's got some skincare ingredients if you care about that the whole 30-minute video that I watched did not once mention the amount of coverage or the finish. I was yeah. just about to say that. I think yeah. from a marketing perspective, she's come at it from a really interesting angle because she's not put a whole bunch of claims. Well, she, I lie. She's put a shit ton <laughs> Every of claims claim. against it. <laughs> but she's not done the traditional, this is a satin finish, medium coverage, blah, 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 which I find really interesting. And I wonder whether she's done it on purpose to get more people to go out and buy it and try it. Mm. 100%. Because I think there's going to be half the people that read 
that and go, it's not for me, or half the people that read Dewey and say it's not for me, whereas if she goes, it's hydrating and it's anti-aging and it suits all skin tones. Mm-hmm. Makes me want to buy it. And types, then... Yep. We want to buy it, and then once you try it on, you can figure out what the finish is like on your skin, which, yeah. to be fair, should be all how it foundations always. will change depending on your skin yeah, anyway. And yeah. what you're putting on before them and after them. Exactly. Yeah. I think sure. it's actually a really smart move, but we just wanted to point out the lack of traditional claim. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, for anyone who does want to know what it is like, it is more of a medium to full coverage finish, and I would say that it's more of a demi-matte by the looks of it. From a few people that I've seen trying it, regardless of their skin type, whether it's dry or combo or oily, at the end of the day, it does seem to have like a really nice underglow type thing going on without making you look too matte or too oily. And it seems to be in the same realm as their airbrush flawless mm-hmm. highlighty primey mm-hmm. whatever that product is yeah. so i guess you can always layer that underneath because that does really beam through and you could make it more glowy that way or you could powder it more if you need to make it more matte so maybe that's why she hasn't mentioned it as well because i guess at the point of sale she could cocktail it with other products to influence the finish anyway yeah that's yeah, a really good absolutely point. that's a really really good point i'm such a marketer guys <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Shall we move to the new ColourPop? Well, not actual ColourPop launch, but Lisa. So ColourPop, a really popular affordable beauty brand, is owned by Seed Beauty and they've launched a sister company, I guess, to ColourPop, which is called Sol, which means sun. Sun. And it is body glow products. So it's a body oil and they've also brought out a brush with it. I think it's about 15 US dollars. What do we think about it? It's pretty big news if you're into that kind of I think we're not excited about it because it's not summer here, first of all. Like, I also don't think it's big news at all. I think that this is being done by every single beauty brand that there is. Everyone has a body glow oil at the moment. Fenty's got one. Sol de Janeiro's got one. Patrick Tarr's got one. Patrick Tarr has got one as well, which also Sol de Janeiro... The brand's called Soul. I just have an issue with the name. Yeah, I feel like that should be illegal. It's not. You can't own words. True. It means sun. You can't own the sun, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the brand name Soul de Janeiro would be trademarked, but I highly doubt that Soul would be trademarked, so which is where they've gone with it. But I guess I still have an issue with it because it's too similar. I tell you what I'm excited about. Where to next? They've come out with this body care brand and it's like, cool, you've launched your glow products. You've launched your, like, that kind of stuff. What next? Like, why create a brand new brand for glow products for the body? I think it's weird because I don't think that it's enough Mm. to have launched with just this. So I find it really... Yeah, yeah, there must be more, but I still think it's strange. I would have gone the other way around and released the other products first and got hype around them and then bring out a body product, which it's not unique to the market. Mm. As far as I know, I don't think there's any unique ingredients in it or any no. substantial point of differentiation. There almost couldn't be except for, I guess, price. Yeah. You're right. It's not really filling any gaps. I haven't heard much about it other than I watched the Kathleen Light's review on it, which... I mean, I don't necessarily trust her because I know that she's very affiliated with Colourpop, mm. but she did give an honest review in saying that she felt that in comparison to other body, body glow products that she has, because she had bought the Patrick Tarr and the Fenty, that she felt that it wasn't as long wearing as either of them and that it had a chunkier glitter, which 
those two reasons turned me off it to be honest yeah i'm not wearing a body glow so that it can wear off on my clothes like Mm. the only reason you'd wear it is if you're in a bikini and then why i am really interested to see where it's gonna go next i love colourpop i think it's amazing but this is giving me nothing different and i'm not excited about it not wowed the only thing that excites me about it because i hate body oils i neglect my body from the neck down but (laughs) the marketing advertising situation of it was really cool very body positive very inclusive also just pretty images like they're real so glowy and poolside it's very cali looking but you know what so is sol de janeiro like they do very similar marketing i disagree sol de janeiro is very brazilian bold bright colors lots of tanned bodies whereas sol body has come more cali vibes more palm trees i also do love in the imagery they had a girl a couple of girls with scars stretch marks full-blown cellulite and they still looked fabulous like it wasn't like we've just used them to be inclusive i was like you look juicy delicious tan glowy fabulous i agree i really liked the images i did like that as well i'll never buy it i'll never use it ever ever i will be interested to see where the soul brand goes when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Dang, these products are so good. What's the deal? Should we kick things off with our favorite of the week? Yes. Please go first in telling us your product of the week. Okay, I feel like I need to hold it. Can you pass it over to me? Which Which one? one? It's the same thing. So my favourite of the week are Colourpop eyeshadows. Tell us more. I feel all funny inside. <laughs> Too much pizza. Like, no. <laughs> is it the food or is it because you no. love them so much? Yeah. Oh. Because I get this weird like warmth inside when I look at them. So Colourpop is an online-based brand. They are made in LA. They're cruelty-free and they're quite affordable. The shadows range between three-ish US dollars to six US dollars. And if you buy them in bulk, as I did, you can buy the single pans and then put them in customizable palettes and they end up being even more affordable that way. Plus, they always have sales on. They do always have sales on, but then if you're buying the custom palettes, it doesn't always apply because Mm. you're already making a saving. But, which is what happened, I ordered because they were 30% off and then it didn't apply to my palette, but I bought it anyway, so that's fine. I bought a bunch of colours. I will never use these. Yeah, like these are very bright colours for you. Let's talk the listeners through what sort of colours you bought. Yeah, so I've got a row of greens and aquas. I've got heaps of purples. Mm. 
orange, like every colour that you can imagine. And it's also amazing that you can get such cool colours. Yeah, like varying shades of the same colour family. Yeah. And then I filled my palette up and made a really boring. Mm. Also the ultimate pen ever. Yeah, so I've got a palette of 12 all brown mid-tone eyeshadows. Not all brown, that's very purple. Yeah, you've got like a row of purple in there. I have got a row of purple. (laughs) We will maybe put a photo of these. Let's put a photo on our Instagram story. We'll definitely put a photo on our Instagram and I think we almost need to put a photo of Lisa with these palettes because like she's just... so outrageously happy when she's holding them and looking at them. I think what I love most is that you can put the order of all of the colours together Together. and oh I just love it and (laughs) Brenton can attest to this but every day at night before I get in the shower I open up the colourful palette look at it put it back in the drawer and get in the shower. That's what that's what people do when they love things. Yeah I love it so much I'll never use it ever. (laughs) But I will say sorry why it's my favourite the formula is really creamy. Also, pretty much all of the shades that I've got are mattes, and I pretty much only wear mm-hmm. matte eyeshadows. They all blend beautifully. They don't fade on my eyes. They don't have a stack of fallout. Love them. Been wearing them lots this week. I want to sleep with them under my pillow. <laughs> but I would crush them, and then my dreams would, would be crush crushed. Them. Yeah. yeah. They're so beautiful. They are beautiful, and it's free shipping over $30. So Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. worldwide shipping. And so it works out being really affordable, even though the conversions to Australian dollars is bad. It's still way cheaper than buying, say, Mac Singles OMG. Oh, oh my yeah, God. they're really expensive. Of course. So amazing. And the quality, I would say, is at Mac or not Urban better. Decay mm-hmm. quality. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're really nice. I have nothing bad to say about them and many good things. So they are my favourite. Thank you. Lauren, what's your favourite product? My favourite product of the week is the Hourglass Caution Mascara. Such a good favourite. Love this mascara. So this is my first time that I've purchased the full size. So I've had the travel size before and I liked it, but I bought the full size this week and it is probably one of the best mascaras I've used in a really, really, really long time. Tell us what you like in a mascara. Do you prefer length? Do you prefer volume? What's your jam? I like a bit of both, to be honest, and I don't like it to smudge because... I have very oily eyelids, so, like, everything kind of comes off for me. I have creasy under eyes as well, so, like, if I get fallout... And very dewy skin. It just... It's a terrible combination. Mascara can be really horrible for me. But this, the only thing that I don't like about it is that it's slightly more difficult to get off at night time because I only use a cleanser for makeup remover. But if you used an actual makeup remover, you would get it off really easily. But it stays. It doesn't smudge. I've cried in it. It hasn't really run... It's amazing. I'll have you know, I wore it as my wedding mascara. And I also cried and it did not come off. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big thing as well for Mm -hmm. it to be your wedding mascara. It's also my number one fave mascara. So, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I use it in a mascara rotation. I've got three that I rotate at the moment. But I will say I'm the only person in the world that it flakes on. It, really? I get a little bit of smudge under my eyes when I wear it. Okay. Um, so I, it's definitely not a bottom lash mascara for me. I yeah. have to use a tubing mascara on my bottom lashes. I love it, though. I love the way it makes my lashes look, but I despise it for the first week. Oh, because Too it needs to dry wet. out a little bit. Not volumizing enough. Not doesn't get that nice clump. So I actually posted an Instagram 
story being like, am I a psycho for leaving my mascara open overnight? And oh, everyone, no, I do yeah. that as well. And it was like very divisive. But no, I a left whole it overnight open. is too much. I would okay. leave it open for like whilst I'm doing my makeup. But yeah. Oh no, that's not enough time. It was only no. a jar. It wasn't the whole wand out. Yeah. But it wasn't enough. It didn't dry up fast enough. But so yeah, stressed. a week in, it's way better. So good. And I describe it as giving a little clump at the base of the lash, but yeah. a good fan at the tip. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I love the packaging as well. It's so beautiful and it's really easy to find in my makeup bag. One thing I've always thought is that I wish that they did, and I know that they have a re- refillable mascara, like they've got that um, reusable wand and you just buy the tub. I reckon that's been discontinued that? now. I think that's dead, but it was a oh, good idea. Yeah. I wish that they had a refillable option because I love um, hourglass components, but yeah. I do think that they're pretty wasteful considering how gorgeous they are, how expensive they are, how heavy they are, and I mm. do wish that there was some sort of way that I could buy the product and not the component every time. Yeah, like they've done with the with confession the lipsticks. lipsticks. Yeah, Correct. I think that's definitely a way that they're moving into, mm. but I think that the reason that they wouldn't do that with a mascara is because if you can't replace the brush, how do you fully clear it of any bacteria? That's, that's a on. really good point. But it's an amazing mascara, so if you're on the market for one, Definitely give it a go. A thousand percent. Yeah, and also the the travel size is le- half the price but slightly over half the Ooh, size or something. Yeah. So the value of it is not worse, yeah. which normally things are worse. I think it's actually exactly equal or yeah. maybe even a dollar like better. Yeah, my travel size lasted for so long as well. Yeah. So if you wanted to just give it a go, that's definitely I'm a, a good big idea. proponent for having a mini makeup bag with mini makeup items in my handbag because oh I'm gosh. a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually have like mini still a huge mascara, mini still a stale day eyeliner oh that I carry around with me everywhere. I use the mini in my kit. So mm, amazing. Wow, universally loved, isn't it? <laughs> Al, what's your favourite? My favourite is a drugstore favourite this week. Which... Oh, can we not call it drugstore? Yeah, I hate it. it like... okay, I don't know what to call it, It's a chemist though. warehouse favourite. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. It's the Flower Beauty Foundation, and it's called Light Illusion Luminous, uh, Luminous Makeup Nude Skin Feel Foundation. And I love it. This is Drew Barrymore's brand, This is it? Drew Barrymore's brand. And the reason that I really like it is that the first time I ever used it, I described it as the NARS Tinted Moisturiser, but with more coverage. And for oh. me, that's like, oh, that's a dream combination. <laughs> <laughs> but probably what I would describe it as is your pretty much run-of-the-mill foundation, I would say. It's a medium coverage. It's a slightly more dewy, luminous finish than more matte. And it's just the best. And I love it. And How much does it cost? I either bought it when it was $13 or it costs $13. It's not expensive at all. And the reason that I really liked it and the reason I purchased it in the first place is because they have a lot of quite yellow tones. Mm-hmm. And my biggest gripe is because I wear a lot of fake tan whenever I try and buy something from the chemist. <laughs> from the chemist warehouse. <laughs> or the price line. I feel like we need to find the right way to describe what these stores are. Pharmacy. Pharmacy! We'll call it that. No, but really, <laughs> I find that most foundations that you buy from chemists mm. are more pink skewed, and I really don't vibe with that. Yeah. So anyway, loves it. Want you guys to try it, because I would love to know whether or not I only like it, because I'm a cheapskate. Yeah, I know, I know that I won't like <laughs> it. too full coverage. Because it's too yeah. full coverage, and I think yeah. it will be matte, but I might be it's able to... It's not tr- matte. It will be on me. It will also be on me. <laughs> yeah. But I'll Please try it. Try it. My favourite yeah. way to wear this, please try it with a oil underneath it, like pressed into the skin. Would never wear a foundation any other way. With a luminous primer, with this foundation, and with a cream brush over the top, and you will love it. And okay. applied with a beauty blender. All right. Okay. 
thanks guys that's my fave of the week I just paid $35 and all I got was an ultimate box meal and nuggets. Uh, most important time of the week. What's your favourite snack? I've got a good one this week. Go on. Off you go. You always have a good one. What chocolate is it this week? (laughs) No. Um, No, I did do my fair share of research this week in in the chocolate aisle, but I have a savoury snack of the week. It is the Strata Bakery Gluten-Free English Muffins. I can attest that they are fantastic. Okay, so Strata (laughs) Bakery is, I think, in Greensboro, and it's a bakery, a gluten-free... Greensboro's in Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Victoria, and I don't even know where Greensboro is, so... Um, And I haven't been there, but my local health food shop... Whole Foods merchants sells them and they get deliveries on Tuesday (gasps) and if you get it on the fresh day, you get them home and they are so soft, like softer than any tip-top bullshit you'll ever eat. They're so soft. And then my number one top tip for everyone at home... Tip, top, top tip. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Is to cut your English muffins and your bagels and stuff before you freeze them so that if you only want... Oh, I never thought of that. if you only want half... (laughs) That's like freezing a whole loaf of bread and then being like, I'm going to take the frozen loaf out and cut a slice. I think that that's a bit of a stretch because you would eat regularly a full bagel on its own, but you would never eat a full loaf of bread on its own. Yeah. For yourself. then you'd go to toast your bagel and be like, oh, how do I fit it in the toaster because it's not in half? So, yes, that's my top tip is to cut in half before you freeze. And, of course, with gluten-free goods, you always need to freeze because always. they'll be stale in 35 seconds yeah. and no one can eat that much gluten-free goods at once. Um, and the way I've been enjoying eating them is – we had pizza night on Sunday night, so I had really delicious pizzery leftovers. So sorry for all the vegans, but I had some San Daniel prosciutto, some buffalo mozzarella, and a fresh basil plant that I stuck in the veggie patch, and it's definitely dead by now, but it was going really well throughout the week. And when you put that on a regular shitty gluten-free bread, it's really sad. Like, mm. what I want is, like, a sourdough or something, you know, a bit yeah. funky, and the English muffins act almost like kind of sourdough. It has a spring almost of a sourdough. Like, it does. It yeah. has that sort of lacticky, yeasty taste. It's yeah. delicious. And, yeah, I've been putting that on there and it's been tasting like some sort of delicious Italian appetizer and it's been great. Bit of Yum. bit of slash half tub of butter, bit of lurpak and a drizzle of olive oil, lots of salt. Boom. What's lurpak? Oh, <sighs> <laughs> a travesty. Whoa. What is that? Good French butter. I'll agree with French. Uh, Might okay. be Danish. Mm, it's definitely not Danish. Take that out. <laughs> <laughs> you have to supermarket. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's just better butter than regular. Oh, okay. I really... Lurpak lovers will buy Lurpak from Costco because it's like oh. the giant tub. Adrian cool. doesn't eat or doesn't like gluten-free bread very much and he loves the Strata English muffins. Mm. Mm. They really honestly taste better than a regular English muffin. I got Strata bread recently at a cafe because I ordered gluten-free toast and it came out and I actually had to double check whether or not it was gluten-free bread because I was like, this looks like regular bread, this smells like regular bread. And I was like, bitch has given me regular bread. Yeah. Called her over and she was like, oh no, it's Strata. And I was like, I understand everything that you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) And just a caveat to my explanation i am not celiac but i am (laughs) gluten intolerant fructose intolerant with massive digestive issues and also 
potentially gluten allergic in terms of my skin reacts. So I limit it, but I've still tasted the devil's fruit recently. So I know what gluten should taste like. She says when she's just had a pizza for dinner. (laughs) I know what it should taste like. I'm not so out of touch with it that I just think that gluten-free stuff tastes good when actually it doesn't. Agreed. Really close. Yeah. Cool. Loz? All right. So my stack of the week is um, a random one for me. It's by Mother Earth, and it's the baked oaty slices in golden golden oats. They're so good, guys. So I've had a really, really tough week at work, and I haven't been able to eat lunch. So these have saved my life, and I love them. Please describe texture, mouthfeel. I know what these are. (laughs) I'll give you just a starter before she gets in. Please. These are what I used to eat in primary school as what I thought was healthy, but is actually really bad for you. And I will describe it as eating a sponge with no water in it. It's not spongy at all. No, but like if you were to put something like a cotton wool ball in your mouth and then it draws all the moisture from your tongue. That is not what it is like at all. You have lost touch, my friend. (laughs) My mouth is dry just looking at them. They're not dry. But they're so nice. They've got like some honey in them, some coconut. They're filling and they're just like really quick and easy to eat. They are probably definitely not healthy. They're a lunchbox snack. Yeah, well, when you don't have time for lunch, <laughs> you take your lunchbox snack and you run with it. Have you said your snack? No. Share it. Um, mine's a weird snack. I've gone Lauren's cousin's cake on this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more approachable if it's what I think it is. It's the um, George Eats. So for anyone who doesn't follow or isn't FODMAP, you probably don't know about George Eats on Instagram at George Eats. I don't know. She's Her name's Georgia, I believe. She's a FODMAP chef. She makes such good food. We have her book. We will post a link to it or something for anyone that is. She's pescatarian gluten-free and FODMAP. So yep. it's actually, it pleases a lot of um, dietary requirements. hundred percent. And she created a recipe for these cookies that are chocolate chip, but they are gluten-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free and wheat-free. Is that everything? Were they refined sugar-free? Yep. Oh, I'm less excited about them now. <laughs> they are basically made from almond butter and you can use vegan chocolate if you want to make them vegan. But I used dark chocolate because... I'm naughty. <laughs> and they were delicious. My warning is, don't eat too many at once. The almond butter's pretty fatty, and I felt a bit sick <laughs> when I ate yeah. multiple cookies at once. But Fatty aside, tummy is a thing. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, but, yeah, they were delicious, and they were really great cookies. So if you are someone who has a lot of intolerances and you want to eat a cookie that tastes like a damn good cookie and is chewy like a cookie mm. but has no flour... Then try the George Eats cookies. This has been a big week of intolerance snack suggestions. Well, it's they're, how we live. They're getting to know our true selves. <laughs> but I just want to look damp, okay? So, we've had a lot of requests come through on the gram that people want some more skincare chats for the beauty breakdowns. So, this week we thought we'd take it basic. Let's start from the beginning and we'll build up from here. I've had a lot of comments as well of people wanting to know about hydration specifically because it relates to everyone and everyone needs it, which is where this breakdown is coming from. We're going to talk about hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid is not an exfoliating acid. It occurs naturally in the skin and as we age, we lose it. So hyaluronic acid holds water in the skin and that's what makes us look nice and plump. So as we age, we lose it. We lose that juiciness in our skin. Hyaluronic acid, interestingly, is also what 
filler is composed of, but you can apply it topically and get great results. Hyaluronic acid holds a thousand times its own weight in water. So when applied topically, it kind of draws moisture from the air, locks it into the skin so that the skin looks nice and plump. It can improve the appearance of fine lines and crepiness because it locks them with water. It just kind of plumps it out because usually that area you're quite dry, so it makes it appear fuller. You won't get rid of it, but it definitely plumps it out a lot more. Fun fact about hyaluronic acid is that one gram of hyaluronic acid actually holds six liters of water. What? So it holds like extreme amounts of water. It's like a camel. (laughs) It is like a camel. (laughs) Who needs hyaluronic acid in their skincare regime? Everyone needs hyaluronic acid in their skincare regime. So regardless of what skin type you are, what age you are, everyone can use hyaluronic acid. Now, I feel like it's become one of those buzz ingredients where everyone's like, oh, I looked at the ingredient list and the first ingredient is hyaluronic acid, so it must be good. Tell us, is there a difference between types of hyaluronic acid? There are multiple forms. You can get it in its truest form, which is hyaluronic acid. You can also get it as sodium hyaluronate, which is the salt form of hyaluronic acid. That sounds drying. No, it's not. It's just a more stable form. So it's got better shelf life. It's kind of more stable on the skin and sort of easier to penetrate. So most of the time, if you're looking at an ingredients list, you will find it as sodium hyaluronate. Sometimes you'll also find it as hydrolyzed hyaluronic acid or hydrolyzed sodium hyaluronate. And so there are different molecule sizes. Some formulas will have three forms. I feel like that's very trendy at the moment. So they'll penetrate the surface level of the skin and then also get a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. So you get juicy, plump skin at all levels of the and skin. And it's meant to be at a staged delivery time when it's like that, isn't it? So you get it's like the first one will penetrate instantly and you'll get instant plumping effects and then the secondary one will show effects from that two to four hour point and that kind of thing. I feel like that's a thing. I think that is a thing. So yeah, you get instant surface plumpness mm. as well as staying hydrated throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the real question is, are all hyaluronics created equal? Because there are so many on the market. There's some really expensive ones, then there's really attainable ones, like the ones we were talking about last week from The Ordinary. What are your thoughts? I don't think they're all created equal, but I also think that it really depends on the skin. Yeah. So my favourite hyaluronic acid is Eve Lom Intense Hydration Booster, Yeah. and that's quite a gelatinous one. A really popular one is the Drunk Elephant B Hydra. And I hated that. Yeah. I actually really like that. Yeah, Ooh. I sit in the middle yeah. with that. I quite like the texture, but I could do with it being a little bit more. So it felt like it did nothing. Yeah, there's See, so I many. I used it when I had eczema and I felt that it was, like, really great for people who have very sensitive skin. And at that time I was extremely sensitive and it absorbed really easily for me. Do you know what my favourite form is? The Dr. Dennis Gross Hyaluronic Acid Serum. It's like literally a water. Mm. And I reckon you, I could sit there and put 18 applications of it on my face yeah. and I'd just feel like I was getting plumper and plumper. Yeah, which is time. why I don't yeah. like it because I put I it on and it's gone. I also feel like it does nothing, yeah. No, but see, yeah. I felt that about the drunk elephant one. This we'll is what I mean. Know. This is exactly <laughs> what we mean. So I think when it comes to hyaluronic acid... You can literally find someone that would be happy with a $13 hyaluronic acid and you'll find someone that will pay $160 for a hyaluronic acid and it doesn't really make one better than the other. It really depends on your skin. I'm actually staring at – I've bought the Inky List hyaluronic acid Mm -hmm. and – from what I think, maybe it's not jelly enough for me. I haven't really tried it, but maybe, Alex, you might like it. Yeah. So, winner, you might find a really cheap hyaluronic acid that you like. Yeah, absolutely. I also really like hyaluronic acids that are paired with something like a vitamin B, like some form of antioxidant, because I think that they really complement each other. 
So when using a hyaluronic as well, I tend to use it as my first step in my skincare routine. So if I'm layering as a cleanser, it, no, as in like when I'm putting my treatment products on, you can, <laughs> you've got to let the people Sorry. know. Sorry. <laughs> so I will cleanse my skin as usual. I'll dry my face uh, with a clean little face cloth every night, a different one, not the same one. Um, make sure it's clean. And then I will put my hyaluronic on before putting any other active ingredients on top because I am very much a layer. Do you feel like hyaluronic is best serving its purpose as a main ingredient in like a skincare product? You wouldn't use a hyaluronic acid in a moisturizer because you'd be like, well, the shea butter is going to like penetrate or stop it from penetrating. Mm-mm. I think it kind of depends on the skin and how much you need as yeah. well. And how many other serums you're using. If your main concern is dryness and dehydration, sure, that might be their main serum, maybe with an oil. Whereas if they're combination oily and they're really concerned about maybe scarring and acne, they might have, you know, salicylic acid and other actives, and then they might use a light moisturizer that's got hyaluronic acid. So I think you can slot it in wherever you deem fit. Yeah. As long as it is in your routine, you'll be a-okay. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone needs a hyaluronic. Great beauty breakdown, guys. Good job. Awesome. <laughs> I spent a million dollars. Okay, Al, what is the product of the week this week? So the product that we all tried this week is the It Cosmetics Bye Bye Under Eye Concealer. Okay, before we talk about it, because I'm really interested to see what we think, (laughs) can you please tell us about It Cosmetics? Because I love the brand, but I think I know not enough about them. Yeah. I didn't know a lot about It Cosmetics either, so I did a little bit of research, and their spiel is that they have been developed alongside leading plastic surgeons, and their tagline is Real Beauty, Real Results. So It Cosmetics was basically born to create innovative makeup. So it combines makeup with anti-aging skincare ingredients, for example, um, to give you makeup that has that gives you real actual results for your skin. Yeah. Which is so cool. And they were the first people to do that. I feel like definitely now a lot more brands are on that bandwagon and joining the two. So you have like the By Terry's and the Shantakai's, which have products that have anti-aging benefits in them. But It Cosmetics were the first people to do that. Yeah. I also think a lot of the time it's skincare brands that launch into a little bit of colour. Absolutely. For example, Pericone. But it's actually less common to be... Colour first. Colour first and then skincare or actually just to launch with Do them it together. together straight away. Well, I feel away. like surely skincare ingredients are more expensive so they'd be like, why could I, why would I put skincare ingredients into my cosmetics products when they're so cheap to manufacture and, yeah. and put the markup on already? Absolutely. And you will see that in a lot of colour products that are very good for your skin as well is that they are at a much higher price point. Mm-hmm. However, I would say It Cosmetics is definitely like a premium luxury brand, mm-hmm. but they're not out of this world. They're, I wouldn't say luxury prestige. No, I definitely wouldn't call them luxury prestige. Um, I would probably liken them. It's a difficult one because I would liken their price points to a brand like Tarte, but then in terms of their packaging, it's definitely not as elevated. Mm. So they definitely do. They're starting to now as they're starting to repackage, but their branding and the way that their products look are not as elevated, which I actually don't mind because it means that all of their investment is going into the formulas. You know what it reminds me of? Um, Their packaging reminds me of Dr. Brandt, like back in the day. It's like bold claims. Yeah. Yeah. 
dark color contrast, like very clinical looking. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact for you is that when It Cosmetics actually sold to, I think it's L'Oreal, back in the day, at the time, it was the highest selling brand ever. Wow. So huge. It's really only kind of making its way big in the Australian market in the last year or so, but it is like... It's huge. Well, in we the could States. hardly get it before we got Sephora, and I feel like Sephora only in yeah. the last few years has become more attainable in not just key locations. Yeah, absolutely. It's very true. Mm. When you say they were the biggest seller, as in they sold for the most amount of yes, money, the company yeah. sold for the most amount of money of any beauty company ever at that time. Absolutely. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it was an outrageous sum. I would. Squillions. I would assume. <laughs> Squillions or squalene. <laughs> I would assume that now that has been surpassed by other brands, mm-hmm. but at the time it was insane. It was Great. an insane amount of money. Is it It Cosmetics who do the Love is, found- Love is the Foundation brush? Yes, I've been wanting to buy I that want it ages. so badly. I every influencer talks brush. about it. Oh, they bring oh, it that's out. That's why I haven't heard of it. They bring it out only like once a year, and every year it's um, in support of a charity. So it's like a oh. flat top buffing brush. That's mm. quite dense. Apparently, the handle is like really ergonomic and delightful to hold in your hand. And yeah, they only bring it out once a year, and you have to buy it direct from the supplier, direct from It Cosmetics. I think I've heard, or I think I've touched them before, or felt it before. And It Cosmetics brushes seem to be quite similar to the Hourglass in mm. that really high quality synthetic, yeah. dense Taclon bristles, where it's like feels almost buttery. Yeah, mm. I haven't felt that brush. Um, obviously, since I've never heard of it, and it only comes out <laughs> once a year. But I have felt their other brushes, and you're right on the money. It does feel very similar to the high-end oh. synthetic bristles of an hourglass and the weight. Too. Mm. So let's go back to the Bye Bye Under Eye yes. concealer, which yes, is the back on concealer, track. <laughs> so back when Bye Bye Under Eye launched, we're pretty sure it had between five and eight shades, would we say? That standard light, medium, dark, deep dark kind of vibe. And, yes. or, fair. and fair. And fair, that's yeah. right. Um, and they've sort of, well, they, they didn't sort of, they sort of grew their their colour range a little bit. Yeah, like very slightly. So they go like light neutral, light warm. Medium tan. Medium tan. Yep. And now they have 48 shades of inclusivity. For a Woo! concealer. Yeah. That's 40 shades for a foundation. We're like, yeah, decently representative. For a concealer? That's insane. It's yeah. epic. It's amazing. I mean, it did take them a really, really long time to get there. But... It is so good that they're finally there and that everyone can use this product. That was the squillions. That's what they put the squillions into. <laughs> yeah, that's where all been. the money has yeah. gone to. <laughs> um, um, I like how the shades are labelled as well because when I was navigating what shade I was, I think they have like a number and a name and then a letter after it which tells you whether it's neutral, warm or cool. Mm-hmm. So it's – I find sometimes, although it's great for inclusivity, when there's heaps of shades, I'm like, where do I start? But it's true. It made it a little easier for me to like ballpark, like, okay, light, medium, and I want this undertone, and boom, like much easier to find. Yeah. yeah. So the shade categories go light, medium, tan slash rich, and deep. And then you're right, they're numbered, and then they also have, yeah, uh, NW. C. C. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My goodness. Um, so they've got, yeah, 48 shades. It costs 40 Australian dollars or 26 US dollars and it's a 12 mil size concealer which is actually pretty huge as well it's almost half a foundation also in saying that though these concealers last so long I don't think I'll ever buy another one 
Wait, Lauren, tell us why you clearly love the concealer. Okay, so I have been using this concealer for years, actually, which is why I forced you guys to do it and have it as our product of the week this week, because you haven't tried it, and I've been using it since it was back to those five or six shades. You do run through it. It takes a really, really long time. I think it takes me more than a year. Probs expires before you run through it. (laughs) No, but it has 24 months on them. Yeah, I'm going to check that risk. Yeah, you would have a couple of years on it. And, like, I wouldn't say that I'm light-handed either. Like, I put it on quite thick and then I blend that out with a beauty blender, um, which is the way that I like to apply it. But it's really creamy. It's not drying. It doesn't have a matte finish to it. I find, as for someone who has, like, the creasiest under eyes. Yes. Which Lisa will attest to. I'm actually just reflecting on the fact that I always bully you for your creasy under yes. eyes. And for the last year-ish or so, yeah. I haven't had that issue. Exactly. Like, I haven't had is- to bully you. <laughs> My eyes are so creasy. And when I smile, they just go like little half moons. So they're, <laughs> so they're so creasy. And this product is amazing. It wears really, really well during the day. I definitely find that at the end of the day, it kind of has worn off a little bit more than I would like. But I have never found a concealer that doesn't do that. And to be fair, most of my makeup does that anyway because my face eats it. Do you set your concealer with a powder? Yes, I do. Which powder do you use? I use the Hourglass Mm. Mineral Veil powder. What shade do you use in it, Loz? Do you know? I use Fair. Well, what was Fair. Okay. So... I need to find out what colour I am now. I think but... they still have the original shades as well. Yeah. So I have, I think, shade medium beige. Is that a shade, Alex, on there? You want me to check through all 48 of them? Nope, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're somewhere around the medium beige. Yeah, I went in the medium section and then I tried on all of the cool tones. So my skin undertone is neutral to warm, but I have quite an ashy under eye. For any people that aren't super into makeup... For your under eyes, if you're dark or a bit bluey, something that has a bit more of a pink tone will help to correct. So I personally will only use a pink tone concealer under my eye and then I'll use a different shade of concealer for my face. So I tried to find the pinkiest one I could find to save me from using a separate corrector. (sighs) Guys, I love this. Yes! I'm so happy that you love it as much as I do. It does not crease at all. A little bit goes a really long way. I use my finger to apply it because... I describe the texture almost like peanut butter, mm. but it's quite elastic. Think, yeah, it's it is quite elastic, isn't it? Yeah, it almost feels like it moves with my eyes. Yeah. Interestingly, as well, the formula actually has hyaluronic acid in it. Oh, we love and retinol <laughs> and retinol, which is kind of crazy and a bit scary. But yeah. it would be so. Do you know what? The amount that I use is so small that I'm probably getting no effect of retinol because yeah. I really do use a tiny amount and then spread it out. We should probably explain why it's a little bit strange to have a retinol in an eye product. It's an anti-aging ingredient that can make you sun sensitive. So it, it's a little bit weird to have, yeah. but to be fair, it's such negligible amounts. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it's probably in there just so that they can make an anti-aging claim. I reckon. I feel like it would be so suspended in that elastic concealer consistency that you probably wouldn't even penetrate the skin. Yes. Oh, I completely agree. But mm. whatever. I loved it. I did make the terrible mistake, though, of being like, this is great. This color's fine. And I tried a little bit around my nose and on my chin to add extra coverage. And I went and checked in natural lighting, and I was a beige, rosy lady, and I was <laughs> horrified. So for me, it is only an under-eye concealer, which is great because I've been on a hunt for a pinky under-eye concealer since my By Terry Touch Expert Advance in number two was rudely snatched from my hands and discontinued. So super happy. I'm thrilled. I love it. 
also it stays so dewy. So sometimes yeah. I don't set it, but then I feel like I kind of look sweaty on the under eye. Which, it depends mm. on the person. For someone who's really crepey like me, I do need to set it. But for someone like you, you definitely wouldn't yeah. have to. I've, I've been setting it with a really lightweight powder. I think if you were not super dry, you would have to set it. But on a really mature skin or a really dry skin or someone that gets dermatitis or eczema around their eye, it would really glide over that because of that weird, elastic-y, sticky, hydrating formula. It's kind of awesome and very unique. Very unique. And it doesn't feel heavy either, which, like, it is quite thick with that consistency, but it doesn't feel like it's weighting your eyes down at all. I have an interesting review of this product. I'm so oh, nervous. No. <laughs> you don't like it, you're out. <laughs> it's not an Alex product. It's not what I imagined you to like. Tell us. What oh. do you think? We'll stop talking for you. So the reason that I didn't, I wouldn't rate it as my number one concealer is a couple of reasons, actually. Number one, I went with the shade Light Tan, which is a warm, light color. I really struggled finding something in Sephora that when I swatched on my hand, which obviously is a fake tan hand, Mm. you're getting a real painted picture of me. Um, everything went really ashy. So I was like, shit, I don't have particularly dark under eyes. So I mostly use my concealer under my eyes for brightening, Mm -hmm. which meant that I needed something warm so that it wouldn't go ashy with a warm yellow tone foundation. Mm -hmm. Henceforth, I went with light tan warm and I found that it was a little bit fair and a little bit neutral for my foundation. So that was my first gripe. But I'll put that down to bad choice. Potentially, yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, not a problem. Moving on from that. The other way that I use my concealer is that I will use it under my eyes. And because I'm using it for brightening, I also take it onto my eyelid. My eyeshadow has creased every day this week. Oh, yeah. That is not for that. No. Yeah, it's It's under eye. It's specifically bye-bye under eye. (laughs) It should be bye-bye around eye. (laughs) So for that reason, I still use my NARS Pro Prime, which is my Holy Grail eyeshadow primer, which usually would make me very non-oily. And I would set it with first a setting powder, loose setting powder, then topped with a neutral toned eyeshadow. So I really cake a lot on my eyelids and they were very creasy all week. So this product severely disappointed me in that department yeah yeah it's just not what it's for and i also think that people that use concealer as lip primers are monsters i actually completely agree (laughs) with you because as someone who has a very oily eyelid i would never put a concealer anywhere near there so i think you've used it wrong no 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 Alex uses concealer in a very different way yes, to us. she does. And also, I think a lot of people use it the way that Alex does. So for someone that uses it as an eye primer, that likes to really brighten under the eye, that likes a decent amount of coverage and probably prefers a NARS concealer or like Tarte Shape Tape or something, this is probably your concealer nightmare. For someone that finds that maybe the NARS and the Shape Tape and all of that makes them look a bit dry yeah. and crepey and prefers something more hydrating, say like the Glossier mm-hmm. concealer or maybe the bare minerals, bare skin serum concealer, something that's lighter, more hydrating, then you might love this. I definitely agree with you. I've used it in a completely different way and I've not followed the under eye rule. (laughs) (laughs) But just shouting out to all my girlfriends who use their concealer on their eyelid because I know that I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. Are we done? I think we're done. That was so fun. That was really fun. I had a manic day. And you know what? We (laughs) haven't really argued that much this week either, which has been really nice. Yeah, it's because we stayed away from cake, which, by the way, I won! (laughs) Second bitches, carrot cake wins! (laughs) My girlfriend listened to it and she's like, 
I felt really alienated when you started talking about the fact that you hated carrot cake and ganging up on Lisa. And then I was like, don't worry, girlfriend. I just honestly, I'm pretty sure that you got everyone that you know to go and vote on that poll. I saw your own personal account and your makeup account vote for carrot cake in that poll. Yeah, so you're really skewing this. But I didn't vote off my dog's Instagram account. I left it. So Oh, so I only voted from two of my three (laughs) other accounts. Whatever. Moving on. (laughs) We're finished. We're done. We're out of here. If you guys haven't already, please, please, please rate us on the podcast app. Give us a five-star review. We're at allbasescovered.pod on Instagram. So please chuck us a follow and also keep an eye on our stories because we've been posting swatches and the products that we've been talking about and we've just added highlights today so that you can go even back to episode one and look at Lisa's lip liner. Travesty. Absolute travesty. Also... Do the little fun screenshot when you're listening. Tell us what you're doing. If you're walking the dog, please show us your doggo while you do it. We'd love to see your dogs. <laughs> All right. That's it from us spooking our own show. <laughs> we'll catch you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.